And we're back! Welcome to the Prodigals Podcast, where we discuss all kinds of topics relating to faith and culture. We discuss topics not normally preached on the pulpit or talked about during Bible studies. That is why we are here for you. It is our hope and our goal that through these discussions, people will be inspired to talk about issues that Christians go through in their daily walk with God. So without further ado, let's get to our discussion. Hey, what's up, everyone? We are back. We have returned after a week of hiatus. <laughs> uh, we, Our last recording, we experienced some technical difficulties. That's why we weren't able to um, produce last uh, last week's episode. So um, sorry we couldn't put out an episode, but hopefully you listened to a previous one. <laughs> <laughs> or um, that you listen to another podcast uh, that has enriched you in your journey and your faith. And so, yeah, we're back. And today, what are we talking about, guys? We're going to be talking about the uh, money being the root of all evil. And I think the central, <laughs> the central question uh, for this topic will be why doesn't the church talk about it more? Like if money is a root of all kinds of evil, then how come it's seldomly talked about in the church? Mm. So welcome to our Table Talks episode. Table Talks. All right. So let's preface this by saying <laughs> that in the scriptures in First Timothy 6.10, uh, Paul's letter to his uh his mentor not his mentor his mentee his uh student and his spiritual son his letter to timothy um he wrote in chapter 6 verse 10 uh, it says for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs so um, so we can say, and it, you know, you, you hear that all the time, right? Money, money is the, the love of money is the root of all evil. Sometimes it's, or most of the time it's even kind of misquoted and saying money itself is the root of all kinds of evil. Mm. Um, so let me just ask you guys, what has your experience been with the topic of money in church <laughs> Maybe because I'm so quiet because when have I ever had to encounter such a thing? Dun, dun. I swear there was like another part where it does say that the that the love of money is the root of all evil. So the first Timothy one just definitely sort of um differentiates that from saying it's the root of all kinds of evil. So while it is broad, it doesn't encompass everything. Right, um, and so I'm wondering how come, in my mind, I keep thinking the love of money is the root of all evil. Is there another one? I guess not. Right? <laughs> Did I get this wrong? Uh, Ecclesiastes five ten. Wait, wait. What's an Ecclesiastes? Let me find out. Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes, 
Ecclesiastes. What did I say? Ecclesiastes. Uh, five, ten, five verse. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> no, that's not it. I must have got this all wrong. <laughs> oh my god! Why? What was your? No, because that was another verse. Well, yeah. I mean, oh man, how could I get this wrong? Anyways, yeah, this is embarrassing. So, but this idea that the the love of the love of money is the root of all evil. We've heard that before, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so when I was thinking about this question, it's just like, well, if it's the root or root of all evil, or even in this sense, if it's the root of many kinds of evil, all kinds, all kinds of evil, mm-hmm. why aren't we talking about it more? Why aren't we preaching about it more? Is it just as as simple as, as just saying, "Hey, don't love money, love God," and then you know that's pretty much the solution. <laughs> That's it, man. And That's the podcast. Okay. Thanks for episode. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed this one. If you did, like, subscribe. <laughs> you could reach us. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, I mean, if if it's as dangerous as it sounds, because it's almost like we kind of gloss over that, right? Oh, money is the root, the love of money is the root of all evil. Or before it used to be the money money is the root of all evil, right? Whatever. I thought that it was. Whatever. I it was just the money, the yeah. root of all evil. Like, money is the root of all evil. I thought it was just that. Right. Exactly. But it's still like we still. I mean, we 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 kind of rush towards hey money money right this money whatever money money. But then we it's almost like we don't pay enough attention to it being the root. Right, you would think that if it's the root of evil, of all kinds of evil, that it would have a little bit more play, you know, in our lesson studies, in our Bible studies, in our sermons, that sort of thing. But mm. it's not. Like there would be your, the way you're putting it is like there would be more seminars, even like, yeah, like sermons would be, be dealing with money, or se- there would be seminars and. St- you know how to save or how to steward your money in in a mm. godly way or something, yeah. and then, yeah. I mean, I I would I would assume that's where it would naturally lead to. That's true. Like I feel like it if it's as bad as it as it say it as if Paul says it's as bad as it as he says it is, then we should be taking it as seriously as you know when we talk about you know sexual sin in the church. Or sexual sin amongst like you know right? Christians and other people and you know porn and things like that. So why aren't we? That's so interesting. Yeah, it's just like a touchy subject because like finance and finances and money and money is like so. Like it's it's so. It's in my mind in in how I see things. I feel like it's so out of my control in terms of money, in terms of everyone has a has God has sovereignly being graciously given each and every one of us like a certain amount of, you know, I guess like privilege and grace in this world. Right. So therefore we have this set amount of X amount of money that we are given to, to steward well and to steward for his glory. Right. Right. I think part of it, at least for me, having thought about it for just a moment (laughs) is that the church, (laughs) church and money in terms of like the, the image that it sends, they don't make good bedfellows. Yeah, that's true. Right? I agree with you. Especially when we when you bring in issues like televangelists, right? That mm, yeah. where money is, you know, 
almost. It's kind of this. Well, it's a central part of their whole. Like, yeah, ministry, I mean, right? it's 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 embedded in in large organizations of ministry, mm-hmm. right? Uh, like you have to have money to grow. Yeah. Uh, especially in the North American Western society, um, you know, you've got resources that require funds and, you know, um, um, <laughs> pledges and all of that sort of things in order to quote unquote, grow the ministry sure. to reach a, 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 a broader audience because the message that, that this particular pastor preacher is saying, you know, it's so important. We need to get that out to the masses. Sure. And one of the easiest ways to do that, and one of the most, um, fat, I guess it would be the fastest way to do that is if you could do it with your checkbook, give it to the people that know what to do with it, and then it would just go that way. Mm. Um, but because there has been controversy, there's been scandals of, you know, uh, church leaders, televangelists in particular, you know, sort of um, taking adv- taking advantage of. Like, oh, yeah. Some of the like, thing. I think, like, abusing the finances abusing that they're being given to by, pe- like, you know, well-meaning people with well intentions, right? Right. And abusing that for, you know. Yeah, and so they don't seem like a very good fit in terms <laughs> of the public perception. Like, it's almost like you can't talk about money if you are a religious leader. Because if anything, you're just going to sound like you know, you're going to sound like somebody that wants to rip you off. Mm. And I can't help but think that there are, there are many people that left the church because they felt ripped off. Like they've, they've been giving to this cause that they, that they once believed in, then found out that it wasn't what they thought it was. Mm. Uh, And that, that was enough to break the trust uh, between them and, and God through the church. Yeah. Right. So yeah. maybe that's I can see I can see why? what you mean. And I I think I see it as jumping off for your point is like every time money is the only time that money's ever talked about is collecting it. <laughs> right? <laughs> the building fund. <laughs> um <laughs> Yes, there's you know, the offering the you know, before the offering there's that stewardship thought where like okay, you know Malachi, Malachi three, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> which is often you know I, I often was, quoted. I was guilty of quoting it too at the <laughs> time where it was you know misquoting it and miscontextualizing it. Um, what is Malachi three? Malachi three is a um, store. It's like if you don't testing like yeah. this is the one thing you can test God in and see if He won't open the storehouses of heaven yeah. so towards you. Ooh, so I'm gonna give my money to God. <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> I'm gonna get more money back. Well, you get <laughs> lots of blessings back, and you know there are some preachers and 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 evangelists out there that, I mean, we've had podcasts before when we were talking about people that you know that have <laughs> done the prosperity gospel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of that is based on that particular scripture. Mm-hmm. So if you give offering, then so therefore there's gonna be you know, showers of blessings blessing. on you. Um, <laughs> yeah, different denominations will have different sort of like takes on that. But that's like the core. I guess the but core misunderstanding. <laughs> that is that is the fundamental foundational scripture when it comes to giving. It's stewardship, like stewardship and giving. <laughs> yeah. So so as yeah so as I was saying is like whenever it's seldom 
money is seldomly talked about unless it's about you know collecting or like giving to the church and i guess that's i guess as you were saying time after like eventually right the churches have shied away from it i guess um wait in collecting money or and talking, talking about, about money at all yeah because you sound greedy so- that's it like if you keep you doing think? it they're like yeah i mean i i can't help i mean i would i would think that if you kept hearing it like once a month, not even once a week, once a month that you would have, you know, some kind of, you would give side eye. Like, why are you keep asking for it? Like, whatever, just, you know, it, it, I can't help but think that some people would think, oh, you only, you only cater to me because you want my money. Right. You're taking advantage of our elders here that, that have like a fixed pension and you know that they're religious and you're asking for this money and so you're taking advantage of it you're you know whatever and so i i feel that that's sort of like in the public perception money <laughs> and religious leaders and church just doesn't mix very well from a public perception standpoint i guess that's sort of the church's fault right um not because it's not because money and church don't mix inherently or like their nature or like the nature of money and church just doesn't mix. It's, I don't think it's like that. It's like, it's just the churches. Yeah. You, you're saying the churches, I guess, appearance of being greedy and just collecting and collecting and collecting and then not using the money well or not stewarding the money. Well, sure. That's, the, I think that's the reason why right now, like in this day and age, it doesn't seem like they mix well. When I I I think the church can remedy that and mm. starting to talk about money in other ways rather than, you know, it's, it being just sure. give to the church, give sure. to the church. Here's like, okay, so we're talk, we've been talking about in this podcast in the past, like huge people who are gifted in you know, in the church's operations or the church's ministries. So you're a leader, you're a pastor, you're an elder who doesn't have any financial background, sure. right? Or uh, sure. you, you didn't study, you didn't yeah, go to university. Um, <laughs> we had yeah. like one lesson on it in one class <laughs> oh my in God. seminary. Like, same, like same <laughs> in my you know university getting my theology degrees. Like, wow. Just one class. How much more you guys? Come on. And then... <laughs> And then that one class on stewardship doesn't even focus on money itself. It's just stewarding money and then stewarding other stuff. So it's like, okay. So it's not really the it's, like solely Yeah, so it's money. like a percentage of the semester and that sure. one class about <laughs> money. It's <laughs> about how to deal with money. What <laughs> to deal with money. Um, yeah, I think the church can fix that by, by getting, you were saying, right, like Alan, um, if you're a leader, you it seems like you can't talk about it because you'll just look greedy. Well, you can employ, uh, not employ, but like you can, you can use people who, who are versed in the financial you know aspects of life, and talking about you know having seminars about money mm. and actually like having money f- for it not to give away, like for you not to give away, but. Um, Money, how to use money to save up to bless others, not necessarily the church, but people around them, like 
the community or whatever, or, you know, their neighbors or whoever is in need. Yeah. Like how to do that would mm-hmm. be, would greatly, it would even greatly, um, I guess, broaden the scope of the church's relevance towards its community. True. Right? No. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Do you think there also that there might be members that are a little bit more affluent that they go like whoever their church leader is, it's, it's almost like, Hey, you can tell me what to do, you know, in other parts of my life, but leave my money alone. And don't tell me what to do with my money. That sort of thing. Do you think there are some members in our churches like that? Uh, maybe that's a reason why some some church leaders, some pastors, some reverends don't want to touch that part because you don't want you. Because here's here's the other here's the other the the complication part of it, and we're talking from about the local level of church, right? Because for whatever reason, these global ministries they seem to be doing just fine asking for money. Right? <laughs> we're not talking we're not talking about that. We're talking about sort of churches on the local level. And particularly when you have a smallish, medium-sized church and they're being buoyed, they're able to do a lot of things to keep the, the, the house lights running, as it were, because they have one or two like wealthy patrons, right? That keep it going. And unless you, unless you uh, um, insult them or, or, or you know, put them off, that they go somewhere else and they take their their finance, financial support out with them. And so you tiptoe around them, right? Because you don't want to disturb the, the flow of money into the coffers, right? Because you may not have enough money to pay for the electricity. Womp womp. <laughs> I mean, when I hear that, it kind of makes me think about... I guess, where are you trusting? I mean, you're putting a lot of faith and trust in these like very affluent members in your church. Sure. And it doesn't sound like you're putting any trust in God and providing for whatever your needs are for your church. I know like you have to think realistically and, you know, we live in this, uh, live in a world where, like, you know, you have to have money for these certain things. But again, I feel like that is just, you're just putting all your eggs into one basket into one church member and not putting it in where you should sure. be placing it, right? Sure. And like, like, that's like the how that I can think about it. Ideal. That's the ideal situation. <laughs> but we've but seen. We, but yeah. we not only know. I've seen that play out. I've seen that play out, where you know you tiptoe around the the one, you know the, the one wealthy talk? the one wealthy businessman. Sure. The one doctor. Sure. The one whatever sure. in your church. They become the elders in the church. They have a lot of power because they have a lot of money. Well, you know, this sounds like sounds like church is becoming corporate then. At that point, right? Then what's the point of having this church? And what's the point? Because in the end, then what's the core and what's the value of like having a church and having a community of believers sure. from different walks of life? Sure. What's the point then? What is the point? What is the point? <laughs> you're you're just, I mean, I, I it sounds to me that you're just wanting the money to, to come in just to keep, literally just to keep the lights on. Sure. Literally to have a building, and, and which which doesn't mean that, that that's what church is. It means like, oh, we put in our value in like, you know, our I guess the the church building itself or like the resources that we need to run as a church, but it just doesn't sound like you're putting any um uh any investment in like the community as a church. Sure. So that's 
that's why that, that's how I push back on that because sure because that's just you know it just sounds like it just it just it's just it's like a, it's, it's a, a corporate church issue. It's a bad look. Yeah, it's a definitely it's a bad look. That's where like look. that's how like the world that I feel like is like leaking into the church in terms of how we're letting how the world how the fight how the world see finances run in the church. Yeah, that's it. That's not yeah. music. Not music though. <laughs> Not but we dress. couldn't do that. But we couldn't do that. We can do dress. Not dress, but <laughs> how the church is run by money. That's the worldly <laughs> thing about churches. Yeah, that's the worldly thing um, about churches. I Seriously. guess that speaks. That also speaks to the need for discipleship because you know, you're, as a pastor and as leaders, you're supposed to teach your members that your money is not your own. Yeah. Sure. So, like, if you're wielding your money as your power over the church, then as a pastor <laughs> and as leaders and as elders, you should be keeping that person in check and you shouldn't even be looking at them and viewing them as, you know, like people who keep the church afloat because your church can be kept afloat by God. Right. And if it it's, is, a, it is, I mean, yeah, it should theoretically, be. if we're theoretically, real yeah, Christians, a, yeah, yeah. that's exactly how it's supposed to be. If Christ being the head of the church that's the one that's keeping it afloat. Yeah, and yeah, it's, it's true. And I know <laughs> realistically how it's been done, but as a you know, you know, for pastors out there, I know how hard it's it is to run. I've been an elder, and I've been you know leader in church, so I know just how hard it is to keep everyone happy. But yeah. Um, See, money is so sensitive. <laughs> like that's just the topic of money is just so sensitive. But as a leader and as a pastor, like don't ever look at an elder or like a rich person and look to them for you know the survival of your church. If they leave, adjust, right? Like it's true. You gotta pivot. 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 <laughs> yeah, adjust and um. Jesus, take the wheel, man. Yeah, Jesus, shepherd your... <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, what we're talking about, the situations we talk about, I, I feel that they're applicable to sort of smallish churches. Sure. Um, oh, yeah. But in our, our specific denomination, uh, it's, it's a little bit more widespread because just the way that our denomination has set up um, sort of the, the financial aspect of tithes and offerings. Right, where if you have a large church, a good portion of what they give is spread out within a given area. So, you know, with with a thousand members in, you know, an, an Adventist denomination, right, they're gonna have a, a a nice church relatively relative to the all the other Adventist churches. But I've also seen like non-Adventist churches where you have only like a thousand people, but because they, it, all, all that money is sort of like kept in-house, you have bigger, like twice, three times as much as bigger church as you would compared to an Adventist church. Yeah. All right, right. And so maybe that's, that this is not applicable to them per se. Maybe they have more, you know, sort of people with means and, and money. So maybe it doesn't apply to them so much because I, I'm not in, very familiar with that situation but i understand our denomination i understand small churches that struggle with this and struggle with you know the power struggle that that occurs when you have 
when you have the one or two sort of like people that that are keeping the the church financially afloat and then you have the elders and the pastor right trying to balance that and manage that person mm. right and it's not an easy act right yeah uh i, I mean it just seems that's such an easy sort of like way to think about it because of our capitalistic society right yeah especially i'm sorry especially since we live in a capitalistic society mm. right where money is a huge factor of what mm-hmm. we do what christmas programs to put on what ministries that we get you know gets play yeah sure get support mm-hmm. and stuff so there's <laughs> There is that, and and you as a pastor, as a church leader, have to struggle with, hey, how much do I put my faith in this one person that has means that are clearly giving and they're clearly into, you know, helping out the church, maybe on their own terms, but that's, you know, sort of (laughs) side note, and the faith that's supposed to come in, and we touched on that just a bit, you know, um, God will provide. Right, if that's what we really believe, we should be living like that. Then we should. We should be acting like that. And and I'm wondering if is it just that? I mean, is it just a matter of, hey, God will provide. I need to make that kind of like a mantra in, in my church life as a church leader, and not have to deal with the money aspect. If I take care of that, then the money, the love of money thing, doesn't apply. I mean. Guess it depends, because I, I when I think about it, it, I think about how simply can you run a church. It's not. <laughs> no, seriously, I don't know. Like I really don't know. Like how simply can you run a church, in terms of like, <laughs> I guess cost wise. Cost wise. Exactly. How simply can you run a church cost wise? Mm. Right. Because like, oh, then you're not putting a lot of money into these like extra things, like a nice AV system, or. I don't know, like new building or things. No, things like those, no, but like things like that. Mm-hmm. Like how simply can you run just a community of believers just gathering together? Right? Because mm-hmm. can, we can like do it anywhere. You can do that. I can. Yeah, yes. we can do that. Yes. And we've been doing. And we've been doing that. <laughs> with, with small groups. Exactly. Um, but small groups is the answer. It's, it's just that. In your own home. Yeah. It's just that, that that's not the culture that people are used to. Yes, right. and yeah, and, then, yeah, and that's, saying, the, that's the thing. Yeah, we are saying we should strip it all away to the most simplest form of worship and church. I mean, yeah, I, to me that makes the most sense in terms of you know because then you're not clinging on to like what the what the money can hold on to and what the money can do. You're holding on to what the community and what your the, your faith values can do in the community. Sure, right? Sure. I mean, things get exponentially more complicated when you have a dedicated building on yeah. on thing because you have to so Jell, my wife used to work in risk management right in wow. the conference wow and at some point our older churches had to update their churches to come up with the valid with the new with the new government codes sure, building yeah codes, that makes sense okay. right? oh wow i didn't even yeah and so you know Putting wheelchair ramps and wow, having diff- having sp- a specific amount of of parking spaces, 
right? You know, and you and if your church grows so much, you have to have so much parking spaces in order to accommodate them, mm. right? And when you don't, what do you do? Do you, are you are you going to have a, a, an elevated parking spot? Are you going to rent someplace down the road? Do you dig under? Park on the streets, man. Park on the street. Well, you can't. Like, park there's some, on the main road. There are some road. churches that you cannot <laughs> park on the main road because you, you know don't. you'll get ticketed. <laughs> right? Things get absolutely complicated when you have to deal with city bylaws and whatever. When you have your own, when you have your own sort of building, yeah, man. Sure, if you have, if you have, if your church is made up of small groups that just have it in individual houses, it's no, too easy. Easy. It's too Meet easy. up once a month. Easy. So if you learn, if you don't learn anything else in this podcast, go make up your church. <laughs> go break down your churches and make them into small, small groups. groups. Uh, but he, as I was saying before, <laughs> right? As I was saying, it's just the church has made it about collecting money. When, you know, when, so it looks like the church loves money. When, <laughs> no, no, yeah. Okay, when, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, okay, 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 okay. So, like, I, I used to work some uh, at a Tim Hortons, uh, you know, a fast food chain some in Canada. Uh, and it was inside a metro, and so I was friends with you know, a grocery store in yeah, Canada, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And I was friends with some of the produce people, um, people tending to the produce. And then, so they learned that I was Christ- a Christian, and mm-hmm. I go to church every Saturday, right? Sure. And they're like, "Why do you go?" We were just having a conversation, and yeah. you know, I was like, "Why do you go to church? They they just take your money, and <laughs> they steal your money." And so. If the church is known by taking your money by the public, it seems that the church, that's what the church has, that's the image that the church has mm, put out, yeah. has fostered. And so I think like to combat that, we should talk about money outside of collection. Like as I, as I was saying, it's like put put out seminars for people to like how to save money or um, things you can do, things you can put your money towards that isn't giving to the church, something like that. I don't know. Uh, I would also say like, I don't know, like the, like I agree with you. Like the whole image of the church thing is like so important because I think being transparent in how money is utilized in the church would be a great way in improving that image in terms of like because like. Oh, I was just I was just thinking about it, like you know, being transparent and showing and showing how you know we're invested in like these issues that are happening around the world, like we're giving money to these charities or these uh, things and helping people, and also maybe uh, putting money towards um, people who are out there spreading the gospel and who are doing who are missionaries and things like that. And I was just thinking about it, I'm like, oh man, what if that's like, a bit too showy offy? Nah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's always a balance. And yeah, it's I, I think context absolutely plays into that, right? You don't want to do too much that you, you that you're that oh, you're seen as, as flaunting your yeah, resources yeah, 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 yeah. and therefore money. But then again, you don't want to do, you don't want it to be that you're not doing enough so that you stagnate the growth of your church sure. and the members in it sort of stand in their way. Mm-hmm. Right. Tear down. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're not saying that, you know, having an expensive church or like 
having a big church is a inherently a bad thing. If God has blessed your church with lots of money, sure. And if you think that, you know, the lighting system and the audio system and the praise team and the paid staff is glorifying to God and edifying your church, sure, go for that. But, um, and if you're using the money, like if, if the budget isn't all for that and you can see that you're helping the community around you sure. and that you're sending money abroad to missionaries and all that and you're doing the best you can as a church and God has blessed you with a lot of money uh, and you're using your money towards that, sure. There's nothing wrong with having a good lighting system and good AV system and a you know praise, a good praise team and all the instruments and all the newest equipment, right? Um, it's just that how are you using the rest of your money, right? Mm. So that those things that are peripheral and those things that are kind of like preferential and sort of like what am I what am I what am I saying? Um, the thing, the outward things, right? Like the aesthetics, I guess, should only be a small part, a small percentage of your overall mm, budget. budget. Yeah, for sure. Um. And yeah, like, I, um, I think I want to touch upon that. Like, uh, I was going to say, like, do you guys, do you think with all, like when we, when the peripherals get a bit too showy, showy, a bit too extra, extra, <laughs> does that, cause to me, I feel like that shows that we are, in love with money and spending on all these peripheral things, which in a sense, when you look at the core of all of it is not important. I think we fall into the trap that the disciples fell into when Jesus finished sort of his conversation with the rich young ruler. Mm -hmm. Right. And Jesus says, Oh, it's hard for a rich man to get into heaven. All right. It's easier for like the camel to go through the eye of a needle. Mm -hmm. Right. Because, back then as well, maybe even now, is that we see, it's almost like when churches show that they, they are doing so much in the church, uh, so much in the community, so much ministry, so much, you know, uh, how, how big their praise team is and, and complicated it is and, and all of that. It's almost like, hey, we're legitimizing our our calling. We know that God is is, is behind us and pushing us sure. forward because yeah. look at all these things that we're doing Right, praise be to God. It's for it's for the the glory of God, and it's by God's power that we're doing this. Amen. Right. <laughs> so sad for those small churches who don't have that, because so, apparently God's not behind them. You apparently, yeah. And so there is that there is that notion exactly that is that notion. there. Exactly, that it's, is there. It's the legitimization of their ministry and their calling and their, you know, their their religious sort. I mean, their their spiritual sort of um, campus. It's the Mars Hill story. Yeah. Right? Mm. Yeah, uh, to say that yes, we are we are divined by God because He's blessing us. Look at Him! Look at Him! Bless way. me! Wow! Right? It's easy to to think that way. It's easy to to get to, to that point. It, it is, yeah, right. And is that uh, I want to ask? Like, is that a slippery slope into loving money? It totally money? is a slippery slope. Whether it's a small, whether it's a small church and that one person, or whether it's like a bunch of you know, a church full of affluent people, you'll find that for the most part, those that are giving in such in such manners tend to be the ones that 
throw their weight around. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I'm giving so much to this church, right? I have like this, it's almost like there's there's this ownership that they have on it, on the direction that it's going. Right? You're being, <laughs> they may not want to admit it, but it might be in their heads that, hey, you're, you're, this church is being blessed because of me. And that's mm-hmm. the extreme sort of thought process. But I can't help but think that it's there. Right? If it could only go, for could be there. Right? It could be there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and so there's, and, and so you have that power imbalance, right? You have people that with, with means and resources trying to, dis, trying to direct where the church goes because their, their money goes straight to, you know, the, the AV budget <laughs> or it goes to the outreach budget, right? Or it goes to the new, you know, uh, bus that picks up like, you know, members that don't, you know, whatever they're, they're funding that. And so it's their money that could, they get to say where it goes. Cause if not, if it's not going to go the way that I want, I'll just reallocate. Okay. Bye. To somewhere else. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and okay, I don't, and then, and then, <laughs> and then I would, then I would say to that, then, and like, who is this person then? Discipleship. It goes back to discipleship. Who is this Christian? Who is this person that says they're Christian? Same person. I don't like. I don't like. I don't with that rich wrong. With that rich wrong. I don't like questioning people. I don't like questioning people in their faith and things like that. But like, when you look, when I like, when I hear stories like that, and I hear like, people exist like this in the church, like, like it. It makes me really sad that like, they have gotten to this place where they haven't. As Mark was saying, like. They haven't been discipled in the way that in in the way of Jesus, right? In the way of uh, I don't know, I don't know, like a core a core understanding that like your money's not your own, sure, and it's not about being power hungry and things like that. Like <laughs> I, like it just I yeah, it just makes me frustrated and mad. But yeah, I get it. It's human nature. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, no, right. and you're right. And, it is and, human nature. And let's be fair as well to to those that are wealthy. It's not only. It's, it's not, not easy. It's not only not them that, that have this kind of issue in terms of the power imbalance. When we talk about creatives as well, like I've, I'm a little ashamed to, to know that, you know, there are, there's some of us that, Hey, if it's not going to, if, if this Christmas program isn't going to be done the way that I think it should be done, or these, <laughs> or these songs shouldn't be sung the way that I think it should be sung. Then me as like me as the church, you know, whatever, like part of the praise team, being the the the, the leader of it, I'm just gonna pull back. Mm. Well, maybe I'll go visit another church. Yeah, so it's 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 definitely you know if people can't, you know, if money is not the thing that you're giving, it's like what else for those people? It's their creativeness. It's their creativity. It's their talent that are that they're pouring into the church, and so they feel like, again, like with people, it's the same with people with money, right? Like if they're pouring their money into the church, then they should get, you know, this much say. But like, as you were saying too, like for people who are creative and people who have, you know, that clout, somehow they get it uh, without the use of money because of the time they're, they've given to the church and to the ministry and the creativity and the talents that they've given, then they say also, like, oh, if it's not done this way, then I'm going to pull back, right? Sure. So, yeah, it's not just, yeah, you were saying, it's not just money. 
Yeah, and I get yeah, it. It's, it's not he, just it's human It's not nature. just the wealthy to, that 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 pull this. And I'm sure I am absolutely certain there are many, many ch- uh, members in our churches across the denominations that are wealthy that give because, you know, it's they the want right to. Wanna, yeah, it's, they want to honor the God. They want to do it, and, and they don't have. That's it. And they they totally just see themselves as stewards. Just uh, that say, okay, this is you know, I want to I want to honor God with some of the things that I've been blessed with mm. right? to connect myself this way. And whatever happens to it, that's what happens to it. I'm not going to have it say, and God bless those people. Can I, can we have a shout out to, to our elderly uh, folks that are on a fixed pension, but they continually give. Yes. How shout outs to those people. Right. Can we, no, but if you know somebody, if you're listening to this podcast, they're not in our demographic. But if you, if you're listening to this podcast and you know somebody, if it's your, if it's your grandmother, right? If it's your your aunt or somebody that you know that you know that's in the church for so long and they constantly give, even though they're on a fixed income, right? Give them a hug for us, please. Right? Tell them thankful and and bless them. Give sister, uh, you know, sister. Yeah, pray a blessing over them, right? Uh, because they, Sister because Odette. like, like the, like the woman with, with, like the woman with two mites, they just give. Yeah, exactly. Right. So bless them. God bless them. Cause you know, mm-hmm. that's how that, I mean, if we think of, of a person that gives, uh, in the church as, as a true Christian, that's who I would, I would think that's the situation that I would think of. Yeah. That's easiest to come up with. Yeah. So, how could a church move towards talking about money more in a healthier way? I, I, I think like, as you said, you know, not necessarily, maybe not even so, so much as seminars, but to back certain, you know, finance, Christian financial programs. Right. Um, like I, I, like um, I know the, the more famous. Um, Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. Oh, is a guy. No, don't cancel they, us. Dave, Dave Ramsey. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> people don't like. Not necessarily There are people him. out there who, you know, don't look. Like, they don't like his character? They don't like his character. They don't no, because like he's, he's, he's coming out a little like, bit more. Yeah, 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 yeah they don't like his, his whatever or his something about his private life or whatever, the yeah. way that he pr- presents himself. Sure. But, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, the I'm more just, liberal yeah. ones don't like, but. Yeah, no, I but like something like I think his financial, his yeah. money principles, yeah. and the way he stood your money, I think his principles are like yeah. So yeah, I mean, as as I as I once told my mom, who was wondering if she should listen to other denominational preachers, um, and as Doug Batchelor said, and I t- keep taking it from them, you can eat the watermelon, but you can spit out the seeds. Right, you don't have to listen to his like. His personal life, but the principles, the financial principles that are there, they're solid. They're solid. So solid. take that, right? I Use learned a that. lot from Ramsey. And Shout and, and if Ramsey, and it doesn't have to be necessarily him. <laughs> I'm just saying, like to talk about that because hey, let's you know, let's be honest that you know the church and 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 money is really not where it starts, right? It starts at home. It starts in your home, whether you're single, whether you you're you're married, whether you've got children and dependents, right? It starts there. Mm-hmm. How you run your household, how you pay for stuff, what you buy. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Right? Whatever you bought, Billy. 
We were just talking about mics. It's always something. There's always something. With everyone, there's always something. Uh, Mevo. Mevo Plus. Neumann TLM 103, baby. <laughs> Mercy. Yeah. It's just, I guess, a church teaching, you know, their members, their, their people, the godly way of handling money. Right? And talking about that more rather than collection. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, we need money. We need this. This is what's happening. You know, there's you put up a picture of a sad child. Uh, you know, that's often like some other continent. And say, please give. Please give. Right. That's needed. Sure, that's needed. But I'm saying there's just there's more to money than just giving to the church for their ministries, right? Mm. And the day to day op- operations, right? How you handle money at home will di- will dictate a lot of how you give to the church. That's where I think that we should we should attach it to because that's really where where it stems, I would think. Where yeah. it grows, where that root takes place. Yeah. And like even maybe talk about how families can educate how parents can educate their kids, right? Exactly. Yeah. How to be how to be uh thoughtful and responsible with their money. And you know, we do that. I think we can address a whole lot of issues. Mm. You know, Oscar Martinez from The Office. How to be yeah, a yeah. rational consumer. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I mean, because God calls us to be stewards. Yeah. And to be faithful with the money that and the blessings that he's given us. Mm-hmm. And so it it's upon us to not only handle it the way that he would want us to do, but to teach others to do the same. It's true. From the lessons that we've learned. Mm-hmm. We have to do that. Because if not, then we're, we're just going to be fighting battles. Yeah. Not only at home, but in the church. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the building fund. Building fund. Building fund. The building fund. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's money's important. Just don't love it. Just you don't know? love yeah, it. Yeah, uh, yeah. You you to say to say to somebody that money doesn't matter is is Kidding irresponsible. Yourself. It's irresponsible, especially, especially in Toronto, Canada. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> the housing price. The housing price. <laughs> yeah, but like no, yeah, you're you're totally true. Like. It's irresponsible, it's irrational, yeah, and true. it's, yeah. You, can, totally. you can't say that it doesn't matter. And so let's deal with it, right? How there's to a handle reason, it. Yeah, there's a reason important. why the Bible tells us it's the root of all kinds of evil, right? And I think we've just kind of not touched it. We might have, you, you, we might uh, kind of half-heartedly address it in some sermon here, some some sermon there, you know, because if you don't have money or if you have money, it leads to this sin and you're dealing with that sin. That's mm. the sin you're talking about. I haven't even heard about like the slippery slope, you know, a sermon dealing with mm-hmm. how it can be a root of all evil. It, You know, the way that, ser- that this passage is quoted is just that. It's just plainly said, the the love of money is the root of all evil. Like, how? Well, because it flies. They don't in, even. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> they, well, the other thing, because it flies in the face of our society. 
our society is a capitalistic society where mm. it's just like you have to have this you have to have that i mean there's a so therefore there's, you need to get more, more yeah and you more have to more. have that house you have to have white because fence now all of that is start starting to dissipate a little bit because not here not in toronto well i mean just <laughs> you know in north america in general there's there's outliers that want to do like alternative living and stuff so van life has been a thing for oh, yeah, me for life. like a while van now life. and so we'll talk like about that, that later <laughs> In the later episode, episode. Like the holy calling of van life. <laughs> but even in van life, it's just like okay, I've got to have this. I got to have that. I got to have this. Still, like, whatever. Yeah. There is still, you know, there, there's, there is an aspect of it that's still there, mm. right? Uh, and I, I think we should just be talking about it more. We think we need to build that into our sermons more, into our lessons more, right? Yeah. Especially if it's supposed to be the root of all kinds of evil. Yeah, and I'm also interested now that I'm talking about it, yeah. right? I'm interested in a sermon series about money being the root of all evil. Like how, like you know how how you can you know how the love of money can make you decide to pursue a certain lifestyle because you want more money, or mm. a certain you know a certain job that maybe dude yeah we build it into money, our yeah. kids it's just like oh you want to be the doctor you want to make lots of money, money? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you don't go and exactly, do that so you can help right? the church like it's, it's, it's so built hard. in there it's so hard especially, especially filipinos our, right like filipino yeah. who filipinos who came here yeah, immigrant as immigrants parents, yeah, right as immigrants and, and then they mm-hmm. place those they place uh, their dreams yeah. and expectations on their kids yeah and it's like, I you got to be this, you got to be that. Because Filipino culture is like, they place all their hopes and all their, you know, financial, like their future financial life or stability in their kids. And so they pour everything and like pressure their true. kids into that. Yeah. Um, maybe like the parents that come here is, it's that's slightly different. And where, yeah, whereas to be fair the, to the, them. the pressure is not really on the kids, they just work and, and they, but they still have that those uh dreams and expectations on their kids to you know be a doctor and be a lawyer or be an engineer some something that makes sure. money like nurse like billy here who's gonna be <laughs> set for life <laughs> but but um <laughs> but not after he has this kid though. you know yeah, but yeah. but yeah you guys are saying like Spend we build that, that we build that into our kids when we say okay be a doctor sure. like don't don't be a teacher Toronto Toronto teachers they make quite a bit but like don't settle for a Dude, what, their union like a is job. strong though like oh my don't settle for you know like this job or because it's a lower in pay or, or whatever yeah. yeah don't be an yeah. artist yeah. <laughs> yeah. for not photographer no, no but be yeah. a doctor do on the side do on the side yeah you can yeah. always it's do a hobby. That. It's a hobby. And, and you know and to be fair to them they're coming from a certain context right a lot of them don't have means and they got there because of their hard work and and whatever yeah i understand that but in doing so you inadvertently build into your kids this notion that money has this you know is a bigger part of your life than maybe it should be mm-hmm. right the pursuit of the pursuit of a better life through the means of money and career um the only way it's the sure this way. It's the way. It's, it's a sure the, way. You work hard. You get good grades. You, it's the comfortable way, right? It's and that's the love. I think that's the love of money in that it's, sense, right? It's a, it's a way that you can normally see in this society. 
Yeah. There's sure. definitely a pathway that you can see to get there. It's not easy when you're like, oh, I want to be a singer. Sure. I want to be a painter. Yeah. Right. Because the way to success and the way to like, you know, whatever isn't as clear. Mm-hmm. Right. Is it a, so that's the thing. Like, is it about success? Like, that's the love of money. Like, the love of money will lead me to this. The I love of money say, will lead me to this. I know. I want to say that for for like immigrant parents, particularly from the the Philippines, um, they because of their culture, and I guess this is just us talking to the Filipinos, is that for a lot, at least from you know from the people that I know, they're coming from uh, a situation where the people that that get out of the Philippines and have a good life, they have to send money back to support. And if you're going to do that, as a parent, you don't want to have to do that for your kids, right? You want them to be able to stand on their own because maybe you don't want them to take care of you and or you don't want every to take care of them and be the 40-year-old living in your basement. <laughs> even, though that, even though that's kind of a thing now because it's like, you know, the housing prices is crazy. Exactly. That but that's, I mean, that was crazy. before, the, like, whatever. But, you know, you understand where I'm getting at, right? There are contexts to it. And so I don't want to, I don't want to throw anybody, everybody under the bus. But to say that, hey, when you're doing that, you're inadvertently pushing them towards the slippery slope, your kids, to say that money is, is um, should be the deciding factor of where your life should go. Mm. Yeah. And that's where it gets dangerous. There lies in the love of money. Right? To have to have means, to have a better life, to have choices, to have time. That's what money buys you. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And we we look at those benefits and we look at that uh, uh, that situation to say that is so much better than where I am right now because there are some choices that I cannot make. There are some paths I cannot go down because I don't have the resources to make that choice mm-hmm. and not have it bite me in the butt someplace else. True. Like I said, this society, this capitalistic society lends easily to that type of thinking. And we as a church, as, a, as, as God's people, need to be able to talk about that the dangers that are there and how to navigate that as best that we can. Right. And as much as we want to say, Hey, adopt a God will provide. Right. Mantra, which we should, we can also talk about, Hey, how to be good with your money. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. And how to make money fit when times are tough. That's true. And living within your means or living less oh, than what you can do yeah. or what you can afford. Just because you can afford it doesn't mean you should get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And for, and for immigrant parents, just because you can give them stuff doesn't mean that you should. Right? Just because you can have a specific lifestyle that's, that's greater and better in this world's eyes doesn't mean that's better for your family. Exactly. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those are really good things to talk about, right? And um, I think, I guess, to tie this all up, like, how are we going to end up blessing others, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about Dave Ramsey, right? Dave Ramsey talks about getting out of debt. And, you know, he coaches you to, you know, save enough money and how to get your get a house. And then after all of that, his his main point and like the, the the thing that he ends with is that like you like your money 
like God has blessed you with money and all these things, like after saving and after paying off your debt and enjoying, you know, the comforts of a house and a used car because he doesn't want you to buy a new car ever. Because yeah. <laughs> um, it depreciates so fast yeah, as soon yeah. as you drive and, it off the lot. Yeah. All of these things, when you have all these things, don't forget that God has placed you where you are and God has blessed you financially so that you can bless others. Like these things are not just for you. Yeah. Like God has sure. did not bless you with money for you to just consume it and to spend it. Mm-hmm. No, you're, you're put in this world so that you can bless others. And that's, you know, the Abrahamic covenant, right? You got, I, God says, I will bless you and you will be a blessing to others. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, Maybe let's talk about that more. Like, how can we be a blessing to others? How can our church be a blessing to others? How can you be the church in, like, while there is no church service, you know, on a random Tuesday, be the church in your neighborhood mm-hmm. and blessing your, a neighbor or blessing a homeless guy with your mom? Well, folks, that's all we have for you this week. We hope that you were blessed by our discussion. Let us know what you think. Send us a shout out on our socials at the handle at the Prodigals Project on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you like what you've been hearing, please like and subscribe. Also, leave a rating and review. It'll go a long way in helping us out. Stay blessed and stay faithful. And join us again next week for another episode of the Prodigals Podcast.